A little while ago, on-speed listener Jonathan Gitlin retweeted a picture of the car park at John O'Groats showing an electric car charging point there. Jonathan wondered what the record for the journey from Land's End to John O'Groats was in an electric car. That tweet was the whole reason we recorded this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed. Thanks, Jonathan. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth, he's Zog. Hello. And Zog is at the wheel at the moment. We're on the road for on speed. We've left London. It's now Friday morning and we're heading southwest. We're on our way to the very extremities of Britain. We're starting by driving down to Land's End in Cornwall. And then we're going to drive all the way to John O'Groats in Scotland. We're going to attempt this entire journey in an electric car. And if it goes to plan, we might just set a record time for doing it. There are a great number of factors which can prevent us from even completing this journey, let alone doing it in record time. But we've got a good vehicle for the trip. It's a Hyundai Kona. And actually, I had a conversation last night and I've been saying the name of this company correctly for the last few years. I always have a slight doubt. In Britain, we tend to call the company Hyundai, but the correct Korean pronunciation is Hyundai. So that's the one I'm going to use. Yeah, we've got a Hyundai Kona with a range of around 280 miles. But because of the nature of the challenge, we're not going to be able to use the full range of the car on every recharge. The reason for this is when you recharge an electric car, the first 30% goes in very quickly. Up to 50%, it starts to slow down a little bit. And then even slower as you get to 80%, then the last 20% of charge takes a very, very long time. And as we're doing a timed challenge, we have a strategy which means we're not going to fill up the batteries. Can you fill up batteries, Zog? Is that actually possible? I think so. You can fill it up with energy. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. What else are you putting into the battery, if not energy? Are we changing the state of the electrons or putting fresh electrons in? Uh, oh, you see, now you've got me thinking, are we changing the state of the electrons? Well, you know, if you're talking about a quantum mechanical state... I'm pretty sure some quantum mechanical states are going to be changed in the process of charging a battery. But, yeah, electrons in or out, um, it's chemistry, isn't it? You're changing the chemistry in the battery. If my understanding of these things is correct, you're not putting more electrons in or pulling electrons out when you're charging you know, overall. Yeah. You don't end up with more electrons in the battery once you've charged it. If it was a capacitor, you would end up right. with more electrons in or out, I think. I know, but then again, because a capacitor has a positive and a negative side, maybe you strip electrons off one side and add them to the other, so you probably don't change the number. You've gone deep technology. Great. You asked a tricky, interesting question. Yeah, Uh, it's not a question I know the answer to. Which I didn't know the answer to. So, (laughs) So obviously I'm thinking about it and making it up as I go along. So we've got this car. The plan is this. We drive down to Land's End today. We check into the Land's End Hotel and put the car on charge for a few hours. Get some sleep in the afternoon, if we can which shouldn't be too difficult for me because I can sleep at any point, but you struggle with sleeping daytime, don't you, Z? Yeah, I, I don't struggle with sleep anytime. I'm a bit of an insomniac, and I'm not one of those people that can put their heads down on a pillow anytime they're at all tired and just fall asleep. But after a good drive down to Cornwall, I'm sure I'll be able to get a couple of hours kip at least before we set off later. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're setting off. The plan is that we leave at 9pm tonight because we took the advice of the first successful crude mission to the sun 
we're going at night we're doing it to avoid the traffic because we need to maintain a pretty good average speed to break the record actually i'll dig out i'll dig out some paperwork here i've got some notes in my bag about the record i think the record is 18 hours and 45 minutes one way and 19 hours 53 minutes the other i think well um, well done for knowing that by our rough calculations we can do that we can beat that we need to have a bit of a fair wind traffic wise and charging wise you know we need to not have two or three stops where we find that we can't connect to a charger or that we've got some other issue but if things go smoothly we're in with a good shout i think the stats of this it says on wikipedia if that is to be believed land's end to johnny groats is the traversal of the whole length of the island of great britain between two extremities in the southwest and northeast the traditional distance by road is 874 miles However, Google Maps calculated in 2017 that the fastest route by car from the Land's End Visitor Centre, which is where we're making our official start point, to John O'Groats has been 837 miles. So we'll see what mileage we actually record. 837 sounds a lot closer to what my route planning had come up with than, what was the other, 870-something, you said? 874 was the old traditional one, yeah. In... 2011, Kevin Sharp and David Pilo competed the first end-to-end run from John O'Groats to Land's End in an electric car over two days using only charging stations available to the general public. They did it in a Tesla Roadster. Then in 2015, Jonathan Porterfield and Chris Ramsey beat the record in a Nissan Leaf using the public recharging network. They did there and back. The route south took 28 hours and 38 minutes and the return trip 27 hours and 46 minutes that's because the range of the leaf would only been about 100 miles or thereabout when they did it then later just a month later in october 2015 jeff allen and his son ben cotton allen beat the previous record they did it in a tesla model s they did the journey northbound in 19 hours and 45 minutes. So that's our target, right? We've got to beat 19 hours and 45 minutes. Was it? Yeah, okay. Um, and then they did it southbound in 18 hours and 53 minutes, oh, knocking almost an hour off. I had my hours and my minutes crossed over there. Well, I think because it's quicker coming back because it's downhill from Scotland, isn't is it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Scotland is slightly higher than England because after the ice age, when the ice sheet melted in the north, Scotland swung up again. It had been compressed more, it had been squashed yeah. down more by the ice sheets. Yeah. Except I'd place a fairly heavy bet, though, that the Scottish coastline is at more or less the same altitude yes. as, the, as coastline. the English coastline. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It depends which bit of the country you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, on average, Scotland is higher than England, I guess. The record, as far as officialdom is concerned, is a bit blurry. It doesn't appear that Guinness recognise a record for Land's End to John O'Groats and back, or as it's abbreviated, Le Jog. Land's End John O'Groats. Le Jog. The Guinness record isn't for the fastest time, but for the shortest charging time for that journey. And... The record setting that Tesla Model S in 2015 was 3 hours, 44 minutes and 33 seconds charging time. So we're going to be doing everything we can to record not only the time it takes us for the journey, but our charging time as well. Beating the charging time record would certainly help with beating the overall record, because if we reckon that the drive is about maybe 14 and a half hours, which is sort of at the upper end of what our route planning has usually said it would be. Let's say 14 and a half hours. Three and a half hours charging on top of that gives you 18 hours, which would give us the record. And that three and a half hours charging would be a little bit under the charging time record. So, uh, Right. We yeah. won't be able to officially record this, I believe, as a Guinness world record because you need to apply 
for a Guinness record before you make the attempt and you need three months notice unless you are willing to pay 500 quid and get it processed in a week or two's time which we didn't do but that's all right we're gonna have our attempt even if it's unsuccessful recognized by the Land's End to John O'Groats Association a group of people who make this journey on bicycles on foot on electric mobility scooter and now on electric vehicles so it will be a record it might not be a world record now the charging strategy we're still learning about charging this car i've put some electrons in it or change the state of the electrons or the chemistry in the battery yesterday we've got a range we reckon of about 280 miles we're down to 234 at the moment as we head towards bristol and the southwest but we're going to recharge we reckon four times Zog. you've done a calculation yeah i reckon a four stop strategy is about what we want to be aiming for on the record attempt now actually the number of times that we stop matters less than how much time we spend overall charging and as you were saying earlier about the charging rate of the battery dropping after you get to 80 percent that's a key thing you know anytime we're charging as soon as there's an 80 percent charge of the battery we unhook and we're off again because the charging rate drops off so much at that point that you're better off getting on the road getting to the next charging point as quickly as possible and then charging up again rather than eking out another few more miles to maybe getting to the next charging point along it's all about the network we've got a car capable in theory of breaking the record or even just completing the journey relatively straightforward but we are very dependent wholly dependent on the public recharging network and doing a quick bit of research not all the recharging stations we need are going to be functioning it is a hit and miss thing and as i understand it the ecotricity recharging point in land's end isn't working i need to double check that today so as we approach land's end we're going to have to recharge somewhere nearby and then perhaps trickle charge on a seven kilowatt charging point which is very slow this car the fastest we can recharge it is 50 kilowatts using a type 2 ccs recharger there's only two other ways that you can charge faster than that one is chademo which i don't believe this car can use and the other one is the tesla supercharger network which operates i believe 140 kilowatts which is a huge difference so if you want to break our record the faster your recharging point and the more widespread your network will help you but we will update we're still familiarizing with the car and the recharging we are gonna try and top up the battery on the way down to land's end wish us luck okay here's the first of our progress reports i'm driving the car now we've stopped to recharge one point on the way not because we needed to recharge but because we wanted to test the various recharging supply network providers to make sure that the rfid cards and the apps that we have work and we understand the charging capability of the car and we stopped in bristol and the first place we stopped it wasn't working was it Zog? yeah we had a slightly worrying hiccup in the, you know the first time we stopped to charge up on our journey the charging point says car not recognized when i touched it to the screen now it turns out that the polar slash charger car helpline was very helpful in that they were very quickly able to tell me that it was a problem with that unit it wasn't showing on the network availability yet but there was some problem with that charging point and we found another one about four miles away and we were able to top up there i think there was a bit of a shame about that i thought was that we'd rather wonderfully managed to find a charging point in bristol science park i think it was which was on 
Dirac Crescent. Science. Just, just off Feynman Way. Science. Oh, yeah, so addresses that are referencing for anyone who's not as much of a science geek as Gareth and me, two very, very great physicists of the 20th century, Richard Feynman and Paul Dirac. I guess if we ever get to a charging point on Heisenberg Avenue, oh, it'll we'll be, be... We'll be in Clover, yeah, we'll yeah. be... Uh, well, it'll be made up. But we'll be uncertain if it's working oh, or not. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> or if we know exactly how much energy we're going to put in the car, we'll have no idea how long it's going to take to put in. Because <laughs> of the uh, conjugate variables in, in QM, of course. Or if yeah, we ever time, find a... Char- Sorry, if we ever find a charging point... At Schlödinger Avenue, it will both be in operation and not in operation until point. we plug in. Hey! <laughs> Actually, our problems have already begun, and we're trying to work the problem, as Keen Kranz would say on an Apollo mission. Well, I'm not sure this is a small issue. This is not a big deal. You're referring to the Land's End thing. Yeah, let's explain. Yeah. We are hoping to get a few hours sleep in the hotel that we've booked day rooms in in Land's End and to put the car on a charge so that when we leave for the challenge at 9pm tonight we have an absolute capacity charge of 280 miles or more on the car however the ecotricity charging point at Land's End near the hotel is out of operation and we've confirmed it by talking to Ecotricity's Electric Highway and they are telling us it's out of operation but to keep monitoring it might come back on but I'm kind of doubtful as the time is now uh, 4.25 and we want to be leaving at 9 no, the time is one forty-two. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry, that's our arrival time arrival time is 4.22 it's been a long day already <laughs> So, yeah, our first plan is thwarted and we're working around it. At the moment, our best option is to try and top the car up to at least 80%, as close as we can to the hotel. And then when we get to the hotel, ask them if we can plug into their 13-amp, 3-kilowatt charger with our adapter and put something in the car while we sleep. But Yeah, I think, as you said, ideally we would be setting off with 100% charge in the battery. If we can start off with 90%, that's still pretty good. So yep. let's see if we can get there with a late, fast charge before we get to Land's End, and then a little trickle charge, a little top-up at the hotel. Another update. We are still en route to Land's End. It hasn't gone terribly well. We've encountered a number of issues with recharging. We went to an IKEA place in Exeter, which had an Ecotricity Electric Highway charging point too, neither of which would charge our car. And when we spoke to Ecotricity, they said, well, there seem to be problems there, but wasn't working but we did manage to relocate to Exeter Motor Services where there were a range of ecotricity chargers and we connected to a what was the first one it was not the CCS one that was a CCS connector but it was the slower charging rate and that put some power in the car in the half an hour we were there didn't it yep but it was charging at 7 kilowatts rather than up to 43 or 50 kilowatts Mm. so yeah it, it put some juice in because when we pulled up the higher capacity charger was busy somebody was charging up on that then we thought we'd give it a bit more of a charge on the faster charger when we got back to the car as that was free when we got back but weirdly, it kept dropping the charge. It would charge for a couple of minutes and then stop. We decided not to waste any time getting to the bottom of that because we'd got enough range to get to a 50 kilowatt charging point pretty close to Land's End, so we're just heading straight for that and we're going to do our last pre-Land's End top-up at um, 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 Tolverton Community Fire Station, was it? Something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Curiously, the two or perhaps three occasions on which it dropped the charge, it said due to a car fault. But we don't... Yeah, I don't think it's that. Yeah, we don't think it's a car fault because we've used that type of CCS combined charge system 
previously I used it yesterday in the Shell garage or the day before yesterday when we used it an hour previously at the Polar Charger at Bath and uh, Bristol yeah, yeah the yeah. one opposite the Tesco mm. yeah so still not as easy as we'd like it to be but if this was going to be easy we probably wouldn't be doing it that hum is the happy sound of a genie point charging station which is near West End Motors in Cornwall we've stopped we're doing a test on the way down we're trying as many different recharging networks as we can to make sure that we can access them and we've opened up accounts with probably a dozen charging points now you can see the advantage of tesla's single supercharging network can't you but needless to say we are charging at a tremendous rate at the moment i think 43 kilowatts um let's see we've put nine kilowatt hours in at the moment we've got 47 minutes to remain until we get an 80% charge and we're not at land's end yet and judging by the time it is now which is 6.30 we're not going to be finished here till 7.30 and it's about an hour and 20 minutes to get to land's end from here which means we won't have time to get any sleep at all when we get to land's end which means we're starting this journey not only with a car without an 80% charge but Zog and I won't be recharged in terms of sleep as well it's taken us a quite a bit longer Zog than we would have anticipated so far which doesn't bode well for the challenge well yeah it's taken us longer to get here than we figured but we spent a lot more time I mean you know there were a couple of bad spots of traffic along the way which we should be avoiding because we're going to be doing as much driving as we can in the middle of the night mm-hmm. to avoid that kind of stuff. And we spent a fair bit more time on the way debugging, charging with electricity and charging on the charger car network. Yeah, we had a couple of duff chargers and then had to find alternate charging locations. And we spent a bit longer than, you know, we might have done trying to get the charger at the IKEA working before we went on to the next one. So I'm not taking it any kind of, you know, bad omen. I think that's just that happened on the way here it's what it is and hopefully we won't endure the same effluent on the actual challenge part of the jetty which is not yet started gareth jones on speed well we seem to have started the challenge It's now 9.22, we left a little after 9.17, we tried our best to record the accurate departure time, and we have around 79% charge, I think, which is, oh, is that your efficiency? That's your efficiency, yeah, we've probably got about 68% charge in the car, because we did two final stops on the way to Land's End, so we have as much energy in the battery pack as we possibly can and we didn't manage to get any rest before we're taking off but here we flipping go hopefully those of you who have followed us live on google maps will know about our progress and well we'll we'll give you some updates our first stop we estimate to be around 190 miles or thereabouts roughly around exeter where we're going to try and put in another 80%, which will give us another 200 miles. So every sort of three hours, we'll have to stop for about an hour. That's the schedule. Can we do it on the small charge that we're leaving with and the tiredness that's going to come? You'll find out. Stay with us as we attempt Land's End to John O'Groats in an electric vehicle. How are you feeling, Zog? Confident. That's all I yep. need to know. Yeah, alert and confident. We're going to do this. At the moment, according to the ETA that our satnav is giving us, taking that into account, plus the anticipated charging time, we should be 
getting to John O'Groats at about probably half past three tomorrow afternoon, half past three Saturday afternoon. That's providing we don't have any recharging issues on route. Yeah, that's assuming that we don't have any problems of any kind. That's assuming we don't have any hold-ups traffic-wise, that we don't have any hold-ups with charging, and we're bound to have some difficulty along the way, but hopefully not enough to cost us the record. We'll see. Will Um, we break the record? I'm confident. We're going to give it a good go. Stay with us. Twenty to twelve, and we're at Oakhampton Services, just to the west of Exeter. So we've left Cornwall, and I guess we're in Devon now. And we found a recharging point. Zog's done the first stint of two hours, and we're now recharging on another one of those nice Genie Point recharging systems, which worked brilliantly, and it was our fastest ever pull-in, plug-in, on charge. Uh, It happened in moments, which makes me very confident, because we were a little nervous about this whole thing and the experience we had on the way down, but so far... Well, I know it's our first stint, stop, but so far, so good. Zog's got the Zap map out, which has been invaluable. You couldn't possibly do this without Zap map because we can target rapid charges en route. We can put in all sorts of data about the car and what percentage energy we had in the car when we set off and how much we want in reserve for when we get to a charging point to allow us to get to another one very adaptable they say powerful bit of software don't they and that sort of thing yeah although to be fair we haven't worked through options on the Kona's own onboard charger finding software and system yeah. to work through the options on that to see whether that would do as good a job overall with route planning finding the right charges, yeah. you know. But we're comfortable using ZapMap, and so we're using that because we know it's going to give us a good result, and, and the passenger can do that while the driver's carrying on with their own faffing around. So it, We've yeah. covered, we reckon, what, about 190 miles or something like that since we set off in uh, two hours? yeah. Yeah. We set off with 190 miles range. We rather stupidly forgot to reset the trip computer before we left. Um, but we do have a still frame of the starting point on the sat-nav, which means we can back-calculate. Yes. Yeah, we hope. Well, uh Oh, of, of what the sat-nav says? Yeah, but we've reset the sat-nav since we... Um, Oh, Left, yes, because so yeah, we had to double back yeah. to get here. Oh, yeah. It's complicated, this. That's the thing about EV driving. It requires an awful amount of planning and a bit of flexible thinking. But that's the future, isn't it? Right, we've got another 36 minutes, it says, on the counter in front of me before we have an 80% charge. And then it's my turn to do stint number two. The now familiar sound of a charger charging, and you can probably hear some bird song. Yeah, in the distance. It is quarter to four in the morning, it's still dark. We're in, well, we're near Droitwich at a hotel called the Chateau Impney which has a charging point provided by the Polar Network via Charge Your Car. And it's great. It works. I think we're getting a 43 kilowatt charge. When we got here, we only had two red bars of energy left in the car after a long stint from the last stop, wherever that was. I can't even remember now. Zog closed his eyes, didn't get any sleep, but rested his eyes. And I drove quietly through, well, the M5, really, which was fine. Really very, very cool. Cruise control, adaptive cruise control on the car took a lot of the effort away in the lane keeping. Kept me in the lane (laughs) now we've got an issue a slight issue the charge point here says electric vehicle recharging point maximum stay one hour now whether that means it's going to shut us off after an hour and stop us from charging 
We don't know. We're about to find out. We've had 55 minutes of charging. And if it does shut us off after an hour, it will only leave us with, we estimate, about 65% charge. And we like to leave with about 80% charge. So we're going to attempt, when this charge ends, to start charging again, if it will allow us to start a second charge. We'll see. Who knows what the rules are with these things, but that's all part of the experience, a learning experience. Zog has been doing amazing work using ZapMap to find great charging points for us at work and he's already deep into that map for our next stop which is going to be where do you know actually not quite sure because we we need to know exactly how much charge we've yeah. got when we're leaving before we figure out where our best stop is assuming the worst but we'll probably be stopping somewhere around kendall lancaster right kind of, oh, that's a good distance uh, so that's optimistic yeah depends on what we're leaving with yeah yeah because yeah, yeah obviously plan a is we get a second charge going and top up to 80%. If the charger is smart enough to stop us doing that... It's um, smarter than we are. <laughs> we're, we're about to find out. I've got to say a word of thanks to the lovely chap at reception here at the Chateau Impney Hotel, whose name was James, who stamped or signed our journey verification thing just to show that, you know, we're not making it up. We did have a station stop en route. And I asked if they had a coffee machine. He said, oh, we'll sort some coffee for you. And one of the other chaps in the hotel, a fellow called Ricardo, brought us a pot of coffee to enjoy in the car which is good because that will get us on to the next stop I'm just looking at the charger now what's that saying 58 58 minutes minutes. shall I talk for two minutes and see if it dumps us after an hour we can give you a countdown actually I can see I think that's what's known as filling time (laughs) it is isn't it here's a fill for two minutes you can always fast forward oh charged no charging no No, No, it just flashed that's the same yeah. And I think here comes another chap from the hotel walking up towards us. I don't know what he wants. Yeah, I'm going to go over to the charger and just see what happens, and you'll hear it shut down if it does shut down after two minutes. Can you bear the tension? Every journey, every story has to have a story arc and a sense of jeopardy, and this one has a real sense of jeopardy. We won't be knackered if we don't complete uh, 80% charge here we'll, 65% will get us to another stop it's saying 59 minutes at the moment so if you want to set your stopwatch now and join us for the next one minute of this epic journey and let's see what happens this is hopefully good information for you if you're planning on buying an electric car or leasing one and making very long journeys with it you'll want to know how the network works in extremis i should say that we're asking a lot of an electric car you know there are those who say if you want to do really long journeys you should get a train or a plane um are we asking that much of it i mean you know Electric cars are being offered as everyday vehicles for everyday people. You yeah. know. And this is something you do every this day. Is a, uh, well, yeah, I was gonna, I was, as soon as I said that, I thought, yeah, OK, uh, um, what, what we are doing is clearly not an everyday activity. No, obviously what we're doing in covering this many miles in as little time as we can is pushing the envelope. You know, yeah. We're not trying to get tremendous speed out of it, but we are trying to cover a lot of ground in as little time as we can. I mean, in a way, it's... It's really more of a test of the charging network, I think, than it is of yeah. the vehicle. Correct. Because once you've used up your initial range, the rest of your trip is spent charging up and then using the charge that you've put in the car on the road. Yeah. And assuming that you've got kind of roughly comparable efficiency between vehicles, how long you spend charging is going to be a very big factor in your journey. Yeah. And whether you can charge up when you want to charge up or whether you have to take any deviations off your route, whether you've got to make any detours to charge up. You know, and obviously you don't want to do that. You want to be able to just charge up at convenient spots all along the way, wherever suits you. Mm-hmm. Now, so far this is working out for us. You know, we, We've only had to come a mile or so off the motorway, if that, to find our 
charging spots. And interesting, um, no, this, this it's is, gone yeah. over 60 minutes. It's now showing 61 minutes. We've got 65% charge, 62 minutes now. Charging voltage, by the way, 386 volts. And the charging current's 109 amps, for those who are technically minded. That's a lot of amps. It's too many amps, some people say. But I'm confident now that we've gone I beyond 65% that we're going to get another 15% before yeah, we can leave. I think maybe after midnight... Uh, they don't enforce this maximum one yeah. hour thing. There you go. Um, we found that out. Actually, you know, I reckon, you know what, another thing. I reckon the one hour thing is just a parking restriction right. for this bay, and there's no actual thing on the charging point that's going to do anything to stop yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, you know, apart from that parking restriction, it's just a regular charging point. That bodes well for the rest of the trip, I think. Yeah. Right, we're going to get in the car and count down the charge for the last 15 minutes and prepare for the next stint. Thanks for staying with us. Good morning. It is ten past eight and we are at Killington Lake Services in Cumbria heading north although we're on the southbound services because the services are only on the southbound side here we had to cross over to get to an ecotricity pump which is working so we're charging at is it 43 kilowatts this one or 50 50 um, CCS isn't it that one should be 50, yeah. 50, I'm yeah. I'm not sure what rate it's actually charging at. Yep. And we've been here an hour and five minutes. The ecotricity pump stopped charging after 45 minutes. I think it's got some kind of limit on it. But it did allow us, again, to restart. So we're topping up to 80% for the next leg, which will take us, we estimate, Zog estimates, He's the brain in all this to get us to Sterling. I think that's what you said, wasn't it? Thereabouts, uh, Dunblane. Dunblane. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh... And we're well. Zog's doing the calculations now to work out if we're actually going to be able to make it on time. This is our third stop, and we're going to need at least two more, aren't we? Yeah, we are. It's going to be pretty close because I mean, ideally, we do three more proper stops to top up to 80 percent and carry on i think if we do that and with the driving time we probably have remaining i think that means we wouldn't quite make the record but if we make good time and if we don't charge up to 80 percent on our last top up in other words if we basically Splash and dash. Splash and dash, yeah. We basically want to get to the finishing line with the battery almost exhausted. Yeah, yeah. And that way we won't have spent any unnecessary time charging along the way. I think that's what we're going to have to do at the end of the trip. Until then, we still have to carry on making progress... And then when we charge, charge up to 80% every time at the fastest charger available. Uh, available. Yeah. yeah. So you're wasted on this. You really should be an F1 strategist. You really should. And I'm prepared to accept generous offers for that role from anybody who cares to, uh, <laughs> to offer. So there you go. If anything comes out of this trip, even if we don't break the record, hopefully someone listening to the show will offer Zog a job in motorsport. About time. The sound of cars with internal combustion engines, heathens, driving into Renfrewshire Recycling Centre, where we are doing our penultimate top-up. Well, our first top-up in Scotland. We arrived here about 45 minutes ago. We've got another 15 minutes or so on a 50-kilowatt charger, which will give us another 80%. And we're getting roughly around 160 miles per charge at the moment, although the last section was a bit less. Because of the mountains in the borders and in southern Scotland, mountains tend to sap power. And we had to divert to a rapid recharger because we didn't have enough energy in the battery to make it to the one that we had targeted. Zog, what's your projection? 
Well, we're up against it. We've got a lot of driving still to do, and we will need to stop once more before we get to John O'Groats yep. for a last top-up, and we'll see exactly how much we need to put in the battery at that point. So we need to make some good time on this last bit of the journey. I'm just sort of holding my breath now. It's yeah, uh, it's close, isn't it? Yeah, this is definitely doable, but it's tough. I think we haven't been quite as efficient with the route as we could have been mm-hmm. because we've probably added a few miles where we hadn't realised that we were adding quite the distance because we've had to maybe go for an earlier planned recharging point than we'd anticipated. And then in order to get a fast charger because we don't want to spend the length of time that it would be on a slower charger, we've had to take ourselves off our route and then get back onto it. Whereas if we'd been able to make an anticipated stop, we wouldn't have lost so many miles there. I don't know, maybe after the event we can sort of see where we might have lost any time. Mm. But it's interesting that whether it's being a bit lucky or whether we've just been moderately smart (laughs) slash sensible about using the available tools that give you live information about what the state of charging points is we're checking charging points before we get there we haven't had any charging problems on the actual record run yeah everywhere that we've pulled into stop and charge at we've been able to get charging very quickly and easily we haven't had any hiccups well done because we debugged those the best we possibly could on the way down and worked out that we shouldn't rely on ecotricity <laughs> uh, <generally>. yeah yeah <laughs> although fair play to them the yeah. ecotricity stop that we made today was great went very smoothly we yeah. had no problems with that actually no that's not quite true no it did drop the charge after 45 minutes yeah. we weren't quite sure why it did that We may not have been paying attention when it sort of said, this is going to be a 45-minute charge when we plugged it in. We're not quite... Whatever. But we knew that was going to... But we knew that was happening, so we immediately got it back on charge and got it up to the 80% that we wanted to do on that stop. Now, we've got a countdown timer here somewhere. Zoggy brought a second phone. Uh, Well, we've got a running stopwatch. A stopwatch. And what's our time on that stopwatch at the moment? At the moment is... Uh, 14 hours and 39 minutes and 54 seconds. And we're still perhaps 10 minutes away before we depart. I'm going to drive. I'm going to double stint. I'm going to do this next stint, which will allow you to make decisions about where our next stop should be and program all that. And then you can take us over the line as I commentate. So I'll sit in the passenger seat for the last bit. Okay, very good. That's the plan. Wish us luck. It's five past four on Saturday afternoon and we've just recharged for the final time for the final stint from Aviemore to John O'Groats. We did a, I suppose you could call it a splash and dash, that's what we said earlier on, but actually thinking about it, as there's no splashing involved, no liquids involved... I think it's a charge and charge, isn't it? Charge! And we are charging towards the finishing line. And I have given Zog the honour of driving the car across the line, which we estimate is probably going to be... Well, it says three hours and two minutes on the sat-nav at the moment. Will that give us the record? I'm not saying. What do you think, see? It's a big ask, isn't it? Well, I'm spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge. We've got 144 miles to cover in 55 minutes if we want to break the record. Right. That may be problematic. Windy Scottish roads. That may be that's, impossible. That's, that's not going to happen. No. And I know Zog's disappointed at this stage, but I'm not. Because I've enjoyed the challenge. I've enjoyed the challenge, but we could have done this and we've failed. I'm not happy about that. I don't think we failed. We failed gloriously. Actually, we didn't fail gloriously because it wasn't a pathetic failure. You know, you've got to... If you're trying to achieve a particular objective and you don't achieve it, what else do you call it? I'm not saying we have to be too hard on ourselves for this or, you know, be too upset about it, but... We're not going to do what we set out to achieve. That said, we've learnt a lot about what it's like using the charging network in quite a um, 
uh, hardcore way. Yeah, quite a demanding yeah. way, you know, because we need a charge, we need it now, we need a lot of it, but we've needed that all along the way. So it's been an interesting exercise in that, in doing a proper big road trip with an electric vehicle. I've also found it fascinating driving from one end of the country to the other. Yeah. Like this, you know, seeing the changing scenery. It would be nice if it hadn't been pissing with rain quite so much and we could have enjoyed the Scottish scenery a little bit more. You know, and all those beautiful bits of Birmingham were slightly <laughs> shielded from our eyes by all those roadworks. So, <laughs> so there's, there was that shocker as well. I've got to say, if you've not done this drive, the Cairngorms are fantastic and that's a Welshman saying that he's used to seeing the Welsh Rockies or the Welsh Alps or the Snowdonia the Cambrian Mountains I've always described Scotland as Wales on steroids and I think that's fair comment Cairngorms that huge what I presume to be a glacial valley forgive me if I'm making an assumption here but it was dramatic a pleasure to do even at 60 miles per hour in the rain in a line of traffic on average speed controlled roads it was still a pleasure wasn't it oh yeah yeah stunning and electric motoring is pleasurable as you know electric cars offer tremendous refinement tremendous 0 to 40 performance and instant torque at any speed so if we've ever needed to go quickly it's not been a problem has it the traffic's been a problem and recharging well recharging quickly hasn't been a problem for us as we've said on the challenge part of the journey it was only thanks to ecotricity on the way down to land's end that it was tricky everything we've come across so far on this journey even that ecotricity stop has been really really good yeah although that said in the kind of analysis that I've already been trying to do in my head as to how we could have done this quicker I think we did a couple of stops that weren't 50 kilowatts we had to use a couple of 43 kilowatts charges I think Um, that cost us a bit that would have cost us a bit also leaving Land's End without a capacity charge that was a function of arriving in Land's End late because of the charging issues we had on the way down to Land's End if we'd actually got to Land's End with six hours to spare before we start we could have put the car on charge uh, actually we couldn't, it wasn't working, that's right it was, wasn't working at Land's End that's right, yes, yeah, so we had to top up uh, yeah. fairly close to Land's End so that we could then leave I mean our plan was to leave, we figured originally that we'd leave Land's End with Maybe a 90% charge, that yeah. was what we were thinking of. Yeah, mm. that cost us. It's all about efficiency, isn't it, with electric cars, when you're I, doing a challenge? I mean, efficiency is obviously a big part of the story, but when we were planning this ahead of time, it was very clear to me that there is a difference between minimising the time it takes you to get from A to B, doing a slightly complicated journey that involves spells of driving, spells of charging and those two things are both factoring into your overall time there's a difference between minimising that time and maximising your efficiency in terms of how far you can go on a a single 100% charge yeah We've driven, uh, like you said, at motorway speeds, haven't we? That was important to achieve the challenge. We had to maintain a pace. Didn't yeah, we? we've been economical. We've been smooth. We've been as smooth as and efficient as we can. We're not wasting any energy, but we're also not driving at 50 miles an hour all the way to eke out every last possible mile. Yeah. Because you don't need to eke out every last possible mile. What you need to do is to get to that next charging point as quickly as you sensibly can charge up there as quickly as you can and then repeat and repeat and repeat until you get to the end of the line on that Zog and I were just discussing a 50 kilowatt charger is great 43 kilowatt charger okay but what would make a real difference is if we could find a 100 kilowatt 
charger for this car. I Tesla have like 140, I think. And that shortens the recharging time, which would have saved us. Was this our fifth stop this last that one, was wasn't it? Stop, yeah. yeah, yeah. So each stop is about an hour. Theoretically, it could have saved us two and a half hours, and we would have... Well, we definitely would have cracked it then. But hey, maybe we'll have to try this again. But we're not over yet. We've still got the last leg. We're still enjoying it. And it's still possible that a catastrophic geological event will bring <laughs> John O'Groats about 120 miles closer to us and we're going to crack this baby. I love your optimism. We've got a mate of mine called Gordy Grant who I've known for a very long time who lives in Inverness and he's going to meet us on a bridge in about half an hour and escort us rather grandly I think to the final part of the mission because it is a mission it's a bit like an Apollo mission this I think I was trying to work out you know as it's the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11 is this like a Apollo 11 because we've got a station stop along the way as they say Apollo 11 was the first one to land or is it Apollo 8 where they did an orbit and came back or is it Apollo 13 free return trajectory well no we're definitely going to have a station stop along the way so this is our Apollo 11 which I think is fitting I agree I think that's the most appropriate fit but I'll say two things for Apollo 11 that we have three things for Apollo 11 that we have that they didn't have we have far more computing power in the three phones and onboard engine management and sat nav and in car entertainment in this car than they had for the entire Apollo mission and they never got to listen sorry what so you can correct me there no no we have yeah yeah, and it's you know it's a it's a terrible cliche yeah we have massively ridiculously stupidly more computing power but it's not as resistant to radiation its memory is not as uh, oh, yeah. memory yeah. core is not as resistant to radiation so those Apollo computers did have something over but our fancy smartphones is John O'Groats actually outside the Van Allen belt is that a concern for us definitely inside the Van Allen <laughs> but only just yeah. yeah and the other two things I have to say about Apollo 11 that we had they didn't they didn't get to listen to hours and hours of John Fox former lead singer of Ultravox and superb electronic music creator which seemed to be the most appropriate music for this journey which we both love John Fox don't we uh, great yeah huge I've been a huge fan since I first discovered music and finally on Apollo 11 I bet they didn't have a glorious sweet potato with spinach and chickpea pie like I just enjoyed in Aviemore <laughs> but I'm looking forward to a pint of heavy when we get to John O'Groats and to see Gordy and to jump up and down in front of the signpost. But we'll focus on driving in the rain for the moment and we'll report back as we get close to the finale of this epic mission. We're not at the end yet, but as we get closer to the final stage of this epic journey, I have to say I'm very excited for a number of reasons. First of all, we keep seeing some lovely classic cars going the other way. We saw Capri earlier on, we saw... Uh, Amazon, yeah, X19. X19, yeah. So I remember seeing a lovely Cortina on the M6 a little bit earlier on, a Cortina Mark 1, but that was a little while back. When you're a car nut and you're doing a car thing, seeing lovely cars like that warms your heart. I think there's a vintage car or a classic car show on around here or has been on in the next day or two. But... I thought the section through the Cairngorms was dramatic, but we crossed the Cromarty Firth a little bit earlier on, a spectacular low kind of causeway bridge, and then drove alongside the Firth for a while with some decommissioned either gas platforms or oil rigs. I'm not sure what the correct term is or what they actually are in the background. Tremend- oh, here's another car. It's uh, Alfa Romeo Giulietta, I think that was. Lovely. From, what, more 72, maybe? And there's a tremendous irony in, of course, I was travelling in a, an electric vehicle. Oh, and there's a Mini and a Healy. Austin Healy. Lovely. I wish you could see these. <laughs> Just have to imagine them on this lovely road that is low and climbing and winding. 
and if you haven't ever done well maybe not the whole drive from Land's End to John O'Groats I can certainly recommend coming up to the John O'Groats bit it's an oh and he's an Austin princess I think Wolseley oh no Riley that was a Riley from about 1962 my guess that one yeah it is incredible the way that the clouds hug the mountains and hold on to the trees and here comes another classic car what's this that's a Wolseley no no that was a was that an Allard oh and a hot rod <laughs> wow it could have been a Model A hot rod yeah yeah and oh a Ferrari not an old one but a modern one that was a 360 I think Oh, I've been spoiled here, and I think that is a Porsche Boxer I've just seen in the distance coming this way, in sort of a signal orange. Oh no, it's a 911. Is that a Targa? What's uh, that? Nine, is that a 993? See that one? I don't uh, know. I'm not sure. So, Scotland and cars is proving to be very entertaining. We still have 73 miles to do, 1 hour and 41 minutes at present velocities of about 50 miles per hour on this lovely wiggly road. But as we haven't broken the record, we're not in any particular hurry, we're just enjoying it. Hope you are too. I was about to start this final moment of this report of this journey with the end is near but it isn't the end land's end couldn't be further away from where we are right now I'm looking at the sat nav Zog's still driving we're half a mile from Skirza I think you pronounce that we are three and a half miles from John O'Groats Satnav says we'll be there in four minutes. We're doing 65 miles per hour on a lovely winding road, surrounded on one side by high moorland with wind turbines on it. Kind of appropriate for this trip. I was doing it in an eco car. And on the right-hand side, the land falls away. Little houses peppered amongst the yellow gorse which I described as iridescent earlier on and Zog corrected me because Zog does that that's what Zog's for because it's not iridescent it's not metallic it, but it is vibrant it is what was yeah. the word saturated you said didn't it Zog yeah, it was, it's, very, it's, very, yeah it's a very saturated strong yellow colour like yeah. the colours on the Grand Tour you know slightly cranked up too much it's not dark because it's six minutes to seven and probably at this latitude at this time of the year doesn't get dark at all not for a while anyway and it's relatively clear the rain has largely abated a few spots of rain on the windscreen and ahead of me now I can see is that Orkney? Is that the Isle of Orkney that's off John O'Groats? Forgive me for not knowing it, but I rather suspect it might be. And, yeah, I haven't done my homework, have I? Little island off the most northern point of mainland Britain. And we're approaching it. We are now two minutes away. Zog's done an amazing job navigating scheduling the stops, calculating the stops, working out an optimum strategy for this approach. And so he's driving the car across the line, which allows me to commentate. We've got 24 miles left in this extraordinary car. We've just crossed the line that says John O'Groats. There's a place there, John O'Groats guest house, down to 40 miles per hour. And the sea is ahead of us. How far to the signpost? Where's the actual point? Still one mile away, one minute away, according to Satnav, which is actually taking us into the middle of John O'Groats. Perhaps, is that where the signpost is? Oh yeah, maybe the 
He's at the I middle of town. I don't know whether we've actually got it set to take us to the yeah. landmark. Go straight on so to the landmark, I suspect. Oh, and there's a Porsche 944 all decked yeah. up in stickers to celebrate your arrival. Zog, a red one going the other way. We've seen a succession of cars. Something's been going on because there's been a bunch of cars stickered up. Yeah. Classic cars coming the other way. So that they've obviously been somewhere. And not necessarily classic cars, sort of beaten up cars like old Volvos as well. Beaten up old Volvos. There's a Venn diagram on which you know beaten up old Volvos and classic cars. Yes, we're not quite a significant intersection. Yeah, not, uh... yeah. I think they're '90s Volvos, aren't they, or turn of the century Volvos? John O'Groats filling station on the left. John O'Groats ferries to Orkney Street ahead. Can, can... Destination. Did you? Yeah. Who's to know? Let's go straight up. Northwest Highlands tourist route behind us. Now go straight on, I think, see? We're searching on Satnav to find. Charging station was interesting. Yeah. Tourist travel might be. Tourist office, no. Keep going, Z, because there's water ahead of us. It's going to stop at some point. There's a caravan park to the right, full of RVs, as the Americans say. There's stickers all over a signpost there from people who've marked their journey here. Tourist information centre. It's got to be by the tourist information centre, surely. Here we go. What's this? Tourist information. John O'Groats Craft Centre. Is it in there? I think that's it over there. There's a car park with people right at the edge. It's going to be right at the edge of the ocean, isn't it? It's going to be the very tip. Can we get the car over there? Yes, there's a signpost. We've seen it. Okay. Go up there and turn left. We've got to leave the car park. Turn left and left again. And head down towards a small car park that's got a signpost in it. Can we actually pull into it? Are we allowed? Yes, there are cars there. There's an Audi and the Mercedes there and the lovely old hotel. Round the mini roundabout, up the ramp. I think they're doing a photograph. They are. Yeah. Well, we're going to crash their party because it's our party too. And they've done it in internal combustion engine cars. And we are about to do it in our non-internal combustion engine electric vehicle we're getting out we've got the clock with us Zog you got the uh, clock got we've got a stopwatch let's get to the signpost the car has arrived by my watch it says by my phone it says 1700 hours hi guys let's just get to the signpost and touch the signpost and the clock Zog says what Hold it in front of the signpost. Can we actually read that? Yeah, get it, get it. Yeah, you want to yeah. expose it for the... For the screen. We're trying to take a photo, record a podcast. Oh, How's that? Yeah, did we see that? I can't see it. Hold it up right alongside the Land's End sign. Really close. This is the Land's End sign. It hit there. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Oh, in fact, yeah. Hold it up on it, Zog. can't see it. You need to expose it to the phone. Not okay. The I need an extra hand to do that. Hang on. <laughs> we go live to the chaos and choose. Okay, manual exposure. Yeah. Try that. Try that. Can't see it, so Hold it down for me. All I can see is your reflection. That's it. Okay, 21.44 it says. Okay. So 21 hours and 44 minutes by the time we recorded it. Sog, congratulations. Yeah, nice work. Unbelievable work. Thank you very much for listening, you guys, as we witted our way for the last 21 hours from the other end of the country. 
and we didn't set the record, but we knew we were going to set the record a little while ago. But we had a hell of a trip, and we've proved that it's very doable, it's not any great chore... And we could do it quicker. A chap did it in a leaf in 2011, took yeah. two days. chap did it in a leaf in 2015, took 28 hours. A chap did it in 2015 in a Tesla and did it in 19 hours, 45 minutes. And we did ours in 21 hours and 44, 44. minutes. Yep. So we're second. Yeah, that's quickest of the losers, isn't it? <laughs> You know, with, with no disrespect to anyone else who has attempted respect. a, a, a land to John O'Groats challenge. But, I see it uh, as hey, top it's, it's, two. We are one of the four people who've done this, and we are the top two. Yeah, yeah no, two. That, that's true. No, we, we, Almost um, on the top I'm, I'm happy to say that we're part of an exclusive club of fools who decided that it was a good thing to take a road trip all the way from Land's End to John O'Groats to prove some kind of point. And hey, what we, a lot we had a blast, yeah. and we're here. And it's... Uh, it's cold, but it's... Uh, Refreshing. Yeah. And the view is amazing because we're looking over a tiny harbour with the John O'Groats ferry in it and a little safe haven, a safe harbour with a couple of fishing boats in it. I can see three here and everything else is just the North Sea. There, from one end of Britain to the other. What a marvellous thing to do, and I'm so glad you joined us for the trip. Thank you very much indeed. He was Zog. Goodbye. I was Gareth, and this was Gareth Jones on speed, Land's End to John O'Groats in an EV. See ya. Very good. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Very quickly, before I sign off, if you want to know all the stats from our challenge, they're available on the dedicated page for this episode of the podcast on my website, garethjones.tv. And if you followed us live on social media or tracked our progress live on Google Maps, live tracking as we made this journey, thank you for your support. But most of all, Thanks to Hyundai UK for supplying us with a tremendous vehicle which never put a foot wrong. Maybe we'll attempt to break this record again someday. Maybe. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!